Hey girl, welcome to the Fearless Chick Podcast, a place just for women, so we can have real conversations about our journeys and our day-to-day lives, weekly inspiration, and practical tips to live our lives fearlessly. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas Cromartie, life coach, author, and speaker. For more information, visit our website at aliciacromartie.com. Don't be scared. We are fearless. Let's jump all the way in. I want to welcome you back to the Fearless Chick Podcast. I am your host, Alicia Cromartie. Hey, can I just say thank you? Thank you for listening, for subscribing, for sharing, for your comments, for your support, for your feedback, for your love. I'm so very grateful. I want to give a few shout outs to some friends, some sisters, some listeners. I'm so grateful for your support. I want to start with my sister, Manisha in Chicago. We've got folks in Chicago and Indianapolis and Atlanta. I want to thank Drina. I want to thank Kimberly, Shannon, Michaela, Danielle, Melissa. The list goes on of women who have taken the time to send me some feedback or even better, post on Apple to tell Apple and the rest of the world what you think about this podcast. A couple of comments that have been made so needed today, especially for women in society who are trying to find their paths and be courageous enough to take charge of their destiny. A must listen. Be fearless. Someone else said, if you're truly looking for some help to get through or exchange your growth journey, this podcast is for you. I'm excited for each episode because you can feel the passion, the truth, and desire to help someone else in each episode. Thank you. I cannot wait to listen week after week. That's Dom's mom, 93. So thank you. Um, As I said, there are lots of comments. Please keep them coming. Please rate me on Apple or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to the podcast because actually you're helping me climb the chart. So just like music climbs the charts, so does podcast. So I want to thank you. So as you know, we are on a series called SHIFT. SHIFT stands for season, healing, inspiration, fear, and timing. And this episode, which is episode number five and number four in the series, is focused on inspiration. And this particular episode, I have to dedicate to the person who has inspired me the most in my life, in terms of my leadership, the way I see the world, even some of my fearlessness, and that is none other than Dr. Joseph Lowry, who recently turned 98 years old. Love him so very much, so grateful um, for all that he's done in my life since I was in college. And he was one of my very first supporters when I ran for office at 22. And so, love you, Doc, this is for you. And so I wanna jump in. Inspiration is so important when you think about your daily practices and when you think about when you're going through a shift. The last thing you need is to be going through something major in your life and to have no inspiration. So the question for you today is, what are you doing to stay inspired? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you going every single day? 
we're going to talk about some daily practices. We're going to talk about things that we need to do. Um, but I want you to be thinking about what do I do every single day, sometimes every couple of hours to keep myself inspired? What do I need to do so that I can feel good about who I am, what I want, where I'm going with my life? And so I want to start by telling my story and what keeps me inspired uh, in those moments when I feel like things are so hard. I'm never going to get through this situation. I've never been here before. How am I going to do it? And then I look back at this part of my life and I say, if I can get through that, I can get through anything. And that is the story of me running for office at 22 years old. And so you can imagine I was right out of college, had just bought my first house, I moved to Cobb County and got involved and decided that, yes, I was doing a lot of work in the community, but there was more work for me to do. So I said, I'm going to run for office. I want to be at the table where decisions are being made. I want to be at the place where I can help decide what happens in education and healthcare and some of the things that were important to me. And also at 22, I wanted to make sure that young people had some representation. And so I had the audacity to believe that at 22 years old, I could run and win for elected office. And so settled on my campaign, started telling people I was going to run. And they were like, ah, that's so funny, Alicia, you are so cute. Because they didn't think it was possible. If you had that thing that you've shared with people and they're like, girl, now you know. You don't have the degree, you don't have the experience, you're blah, 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 blah. They have all of these reasons, all of these excuses, these doubts of why you can do something. And so that's what I was experiencing at 22. But lucky for me and lucky for you, we don't listen to the haters. Set out on my campaign, started knocking on doors, raising money, doing all the stuff you do to run for office. And then the guy who was my consultant, decided he was going to drop me, put somebody else in the race with the same last name, and then he filed a residency challenge against me or had someone else file it against me. And so if you know anything about politics, a residency challenge is kind of the thing you do to eliminate who you think is a threat. So instead of me being able to focus on my campaign, I'm instead getting a lawyer, having to go to court, blah, blah, blah. So we present our case. It's about a month before the election. Don't get the results that day or the decision that day, I should say. And I'm still having to campaign, still having to move forward as if this thing is not hanging over my head. Well, three weeks before the election, I get a call. I'm driving down I-20, the Marietta Daily Journal calls, that's a local newspaper in Cobb, and they say, Alicia, how does it feel now that you're no longer in the race? We lost. And I was so crushed. And I went to Red Lobster that day because that was my favorite restaurant at the time. Happy or sad, had to go to Red Lobster. And I started getting all these calls. Alicia, you're young, you have time, there are things you can be doing, you know, don't appeal this case, just bow out easily. But I learned then when there's work to be done or when you're called to do something, you can't wait until all of the conditions are perfect. You can't wait until everything is in order. You can't wait until you get the degree. you got to do it now. And you feel that thing inside of you that says, I got to do it now. And so that's what I decided to do. And so we appealed the case. Now it's a week before the election. People are voting on absentee ballots. My name wasn't even on the ballot. So we go, we present our case again. And instead of having to wait, the judge gave us the decision that day. 
and he overturned the decision. Now, here's the kicker. He did it not because of the merits of the case, not because I went to Spelman or I'm cute. All that is true. But he didn't, he didn't overturn the decision because of that. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. He overturned it because, he did it because the person who filed the challenge did it by fax, and he just didn't think that was appropriate. We could have a whole conversation about technicalities and all that stuff, but the, the point that I want you to get out of this story thus far is that the thing that you've been called to do, sometimes it doesn't look right on paper, it doesn't make sense on your profit and loss sheet. You know, sometimes the rules aren't in your favor. Sometimes the law isn't even in your favor. But when you are called to do it, oh my God, you will be amazed at how heaven and earth will move for you to have the thing that you are supposed to have. And so in my case, this judge just decided, you did it by fax, I don't like that, and so I'm gonna throw the whole thing out. And so a week later, on August 20th, when people said, Alicia, you're black, you're from Cobb County, no one's gonna vote for you, you grew up in Miami, all these things, you're running against two people who are twice your age, two men, I might add, all of the odds were stacked against us when all those things people said would make us not win. All the haters and the naysayers who said it was impossible, couldn't be done. All the people who said no black person has ever been elected in Cobb County, you can't do this. We got 65% of the vote and I became Cobb County's first African-American state representative. If I had one of those sound effect things, I would be playing an applause right now. An applause not for me, but for the amazing people in Cobb County who believed in the impossible, who showed up at the polls like never before to make history. And so in those moments when I feel frustrated, I feel self-doubt, I feel like what it is I'm setting out to do is impossible, when things are getting too hard in my life and I feel like I'm being hit at every turn, I bring myself to that moment on August 20th, 2002. That if we could get through that, I can get through anything. So sometimes we look for inspiration outside of ourselves. We look for the quote, the book, the hero, the shiro. And my first point to you today is Inspiration can be found in your own life, in your own walk. The stories that you have, the, the things that you have overcome that people would not believe you have overcome. And so I want you to look at yourself first and be inspired by who you are, how far you've come, the obstacles you've overcome, the things that people said were just absolutely impossible. Recall those stories in your own life to help you get inspired in those moments when you need it. Moving on to the next couple of points. Sometimes we aren't inspired. We aren't inspired because the life that we're living is not the one we really want to live. And so if you could wave a magic wand and create the life that you really wanted, my question for you is, what would it look like? What would it feel like? What is it that you want to experience? What career would you be doing? What does your marriage or your relationship feel like? What would you be doing your evenings and weekends? How about your finances? The relationship with your kids, your parents, your friends. What's your weight? What does your home and your car feel like, look like, smell like, sound like? 
What would it feel like for you if you were free to live the life that you really want? What would it feel like if you could live it the way you really want it? Of course, my next question is what's stopping you? I mean, other than procrastination and the resistance to change, because that's a real thing, but what would you need to do to get from where you are to where you really want to be? And I would argue that the difference is probably in the daily things that you do to keep yourself inspired. And so here's my question. How are you going to get from where you are to where you want to be? Because once you become clear of who you want to be, of where you want to go, of all of those things that you really want in your life, yeah, you got to put a plan together and you have to move forward. But what are you going to do on a day-to-day basis to keep yourself motivated, to keep yourself inspired to get there? And so I would argue the difference is the daily things that you do to keep yourself inspired, especially for those of us who are going through this shift. I want to start with your quality of life. What does your home look like? What does your car look like? What do you do in your spare time? And I'll give you a quick example. December of last year, I started going through this process of let me stop making goals, just measurable goals, but let me think about what do I want to experience. And I've shared this before, but I'm amazed at how it changed my life how I see the world, how I see myself. It was like I had an awakening because it was more than let's save X amount of money for this year so I could have this amount in my savings account. But it was more like, what does my house feel like? How do I feel when I wake up in the morning? I did something kind of drastic. I literally bought all new furniture because I had to think about when I came home every day, how do I want to feel? After I've been out and about serving other people, doing the things that I do, how do I want to feel when I walk in the house to, feel, to serve myself? What do I want to do when I get home? What, what does the couch look like and feel like? And I go back to my growing up experience where, honestly, everything in our house was given to us. We didn't have new furniture. We didn't, have, we didn't go out to the furniture store or the... Um, go meet with the interior decorator to create the kind of environment that we wanted in our home. And no shade to my parents, that just wasn't their thing. But I decided for my life, I do want to come home and feel good about my living space. And so I went and thank God had the resources to buy new furniture. And what a difference it makes for me to come home now and feel good about the space that I live in. And you've heard me joke about this before, but even when it comes to your car, you know, we have this thing where somebody told us you should keep that 2007 Honda because you've had it since college and it's so good on gas and it doesn't give you any trouble for the most part. And so you should just keep that. But is that really what keeps you inspired and makes you feel good when you're driving, when you're in 30, 45 minutes worth of traffic and you got to be worrying about is the car going to cut off on you? I don't want that. That's not the quality of life that I want. I want you to think about those things that are around you, very close to you, things that you look at and see and feel and experience every day. Do they speak to who you are? Do they speak to where you're going? Do they speak to the things that you really want in your life? Is your car full of clutter? Ooh, that's me. 
I used to drive around with last week's mail, two weeks ago documents from a meeting I had to have. I used to call my backseat Layla's apartment because she had shoes and a jacket from last season all in the backseat. And I wonder to myself now, how did I function? How can you be organized if you're around clutter? And so Layla isn't happy, but every time we drive up in that garage, I say, get all your stuff, get it out of here. Because it is an intentional action that I am taking. It's about my quality of life. It's about decluttering and getting that mess out of the way. What does your car look like? Your apartment, your townhouse? What are the habits that you might need to change that will help you be more inspired? My next question is, who's around you? Are they lifting you up? Are they encouraging you? What are you listening to in your morning drive? What kind of music are you putting in your spirit? When you think about the people around you, who's inspiring you? Who is the person that inspires you? Is it someone you look up to? Is there a hero? Like for me, it's Dr. Lowry. I have lots of other women that I look up to as well. Who's that person that inspires you? And what are those attributes about them that inspire you? Because I find that usually those things that inspire you are often the things that you aspire to. Those are qualities that you want in yourself and sometimes even have and you see them in other people. So who is that person that's inspiring to you and what are those things about you that make you feel, make, make you feel inspired? So next, I want to talk about the six things that I want you to reflect on, six areas of your life to reflect on as you think about things that are inspiring to you. Number one, what are you doing to fill your spirit? Um, Are you waking up to an inspirational song? Are you listening to a podcast in the morning? Or are you listening to arguing? Are you yelling at your kids on the way to school? What are you doing to fill up your spirit? Not just in the morning, but in the afternoons, in the evenings, on the weekends, what are the things that you are doing, listening to, allowing to be in your presence? Number two, are you praying or meditating? Are you reading a daily scripture? Are you sitting in silence and just allowing yourself to relax? Maybe even visualize the things that will go on for the day, visualize yourself having success in meetings. What are you doing to stop and think and just allow yourself to be present, be in the moment and be inspired? Number three, what kind of physical activity are you doing? What you know about me is that I love dancing. So I'll take a dance class. I have a dance group that I do things with. I love to be physically active. I like to play tennis golf. I like to be out and about. And that's a way that I also stay inspired. When I'm out on the golf course, it's a beautiful space. It's so serene. What do you do? Do you work out? Do you go to the gym? Do you take a class? Are you taking tennis lessons? What are you doing to keep yourself inspired? Number four, morning drive. Those of you who have to get up early in the morning, get on the expressway, you have a 30, 40 hour long however long commute, what are you doing in the car? Are you listening to good music? You listening to radio shows and they're talking about foolishness? Are you listening to podcasts? When I created this podcast, I had you in mind. 
I wanted you to be on your way to work, getting inspired, listening to messages that will fill you up for the day so that you can feel good about who you are and the things that you need to accomplish. But if you're not listening to this podcast on your morning drive, what are you listening to? What kind of conversations are you having and with whom? And are those conversations productive for the start of your day? Number five, social media. Woo! Now listen, I'm not one of those people who says, no social media is negative, it's the devil, no. In fact, I just posted a few days ago that I'm excited about the fact that I have amazing friends. And when I go down my timeline, they got movie debuts and getting more degrees and having fun and opening new organizations and doing all kinds of amazing things. And so I'm not one that says no social media. I'm just saying, how much are you taking in every day? And what are you taking in when you are on social media? You know, what kinds of sites are you going to? I heard a statistic the other day that said the average person spends about 30 minutes a day on social media. Now, I would argue that's probably on the low end. But if you add that up in a year, that comes to two 40-hour weeks a year. Let me say that again. Those 30 minutes that we spend on social media add up to two 40-hour weeks in a year. And so if you are one of those people spending an hour, three hours on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is that you're doing, what if you carve 30 minutes out of that and instead did something that helped you reach your goal? How much social media are you taking in and is it inspiring? And then finally, who's in your circle of influence? Are you hanging around badass women who are like killing the game? Or are you hanging around with folks who don't really want much? And I'm not also, I'm also not one of those people who says, get rid of people that ain't going where you're going. I don't believe that. Because you have loved ones, you have people that you care about. Sometimes you are the inspiration for them. I am saying maybe you can add people to your circle who are also going to be inspirational to you, who are also going to push you, challenge you. And it doesn't mean that those people who are negative that you've got to spend a whole lot of time with. I have people in my family who can be negative. And so I'm very intentional about when I spend time and when I don't, because I need to be around people often who are lifting me up, who are sending me scriptures, who are encouraging me, who know what I need to hear to support me. So again, I wanna go back over those six things real quick. What are you doing to fill your spirit? Are you praying or meditating? What kind of physical activity are you doing? What are you doing during that morning drive? What's your social media looking like and who is in your circle of influence? If you're going through a shift or just a tough time, I want you to think about a new practice that you can incorporate daily so that you can be inspired. And I'll give you a couple of of examples and maybe one of these will work for you. Some people write down their vision as if it's already happened and they post it. So if you think back to one of my first questions about what does your career look like, what does your life look like, your relationship, all that stuff, there ought to be a vision that comes out of that. If you're one of those people that maybe you haven't been living the life that you really wanna live, I wanna encourage you to write out a vision statement and write it out as if it has already happened. One of the statements that I have written up on my wall, my daughter Layla will be happy, healthy, have high self-esteem. 
I will say about myself, I am living a well-lived, traveling life. I am so happy with my quality of life. Those are the kinds of statements that you say to yourself, you put in your spirit, and you also put up on the wall or put on your phone. Do something so that you can see those statements every day. Some people use the three words practice. So you think about three words, again, going back to your vision and what you want for your life. Think of three words that will describe that. So for me, it would be fearless, right? I want to also be present. And then I also want to have joy. So those are three words that I use all the time. Um, Some people put them in their phone as reminders. So every few hours, those three words will come up. So if you're doing something, it will remind you, hmm, am I being fearless? Am I being present? Am I being joyful? So what are those three words for you? The next thing is a daily routine that includes some level of inspiration. If you're one of those people who gets inspired when you're on the treadmill or you're outside running or you're lifting weights, whatever it is, incorporate some inspirational practices there. So maybe you listen to a podcast or to some inspirational music. Do something that also adds to your spirit and builds who you are. Think about your morning practice when you're in your morning drive. Think about a wake-up song. Every morning I wake up at 7 a.m., thank God, because Layla doesn't have to be at school until 9.15. Every morning I am awakened by the same song, Unstoppable. Why? Because that's my mantra, right? That's what I want to feel. That's what I want to experience. That's what I want my life to look like. When I get up every day and I think about this business that I'm building, the work that I'm doing to serve women like you, I am unstoppable. So I listen to that song every morning so that I can be reminded of that. That's a part of my inspiration. And so as I close, I want to leave you with some words of encouragement. That thing that you're dreaming about, that new business, that book, that baby, that partner, that new job, I need you to know it's possible. I need you to know that there may be days that it feels like it's impossible because the obstacles seem to keep coming, that things just seem to be too hard. Things aren't quite working out the way you expected them to work. Here to tell you that it is in fact possible. I want you to think about your own story of the time you made it through when it seemed like all the odds were stacked against you. I want you to keep going. I want you to incorporate some of those daily practices that we just talked about so that you can keep pushing, you can keep moving forward. You may be one of those people thinking about doing something that's never been done before. And people around you might be saying, girl, how are you going to do that? Some people you have to expect to doubt it because you're trying to do something they've never seen before. They don't have a reference point. And so it's not that they don't love you. It's not that they don't believe in you. Some people just can't see what you can see. We're not going to count them all as haters. We're just going to count them as people that you have to demonstrate what is actually possible. Nelson Mandela has a quote that says, everything seems impossible until it's done. And so there are things that you want to do that seem hard. You are supposed to be a trailblazer, but it seems out of reach. I'm here to tell you that, in fact, it is possible. And in those moments when you start believing the doubters and maybe even the haters and the naysayers, you got to do something that inspires you on a daily basis. You're here to believe in you, not what they have to say. It might be hard, but that doesn't make it impossible. 
Maybe you're not going through a shift or trying to blaze trails. Maybe you're just stressed or a little bit overwhelmed. And I still want to encourage you because we all need inspiration. We all need those times where we need to be inspired. Maybe this is the only word of encouragement you're going to get today. And so I'm here to encourage you to let you know that in fact, you can do it. You can get through this. This is just a season. And the beautiful thing about seasons is that they change. The only question is, what are you going to do during this season? And I would say you've got to have that daily practice. I want to leave you with my favorite quote. It's by Dr. Benjamin E. Mays. It says that every person is born into this world to do something distinctive and something unique. And if he or she doesn't do it, it will never be done. I was born to be Cobb County's first African-American state representative. Not a soul on this planet was born to do that but me. And guess what? That thing that you're thinking about, dreaming about, praying, meditating about, talking to your partner about, your friends, you were born to do that thing. And if you don't do it, it will never be done. Sis, I need you to go and be fearless. This is Alicia Cromartie, host of The Fearless Chick. Thanks for joining me and remember to share with your girlfriends, your sisters, all the women in your life who need to be fearless. And follow us on social media at Fearless Goals. Go be fearless.